What's up, guys? Welcome to a Tee It Up Tuesday edition of the Rhino Live Show. We're going to talk a little golf. Uh, we're going to talk the Saudi Tour. We're going to preview the Farmers Tournament that starts on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to talk about the overtime rules in the NFL. A lot of controversy came out of this weekend's games. And then I'm going to talk the top three spots uh, when you're traveling to use the bathroom. The, two, the three most optimal places to get in and out. Uh, when you need, and I know uh, that's a it's an interesting topic, and most people don't talk about it. But when you need one, you need one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you in the right direction, uh, helping you out at the cleanest and the most efficient uh, when you got a uh, nature call. So anyway, let's start with the Saudi tour, and there's not a lot of information out about it. It's a lot of uh, people talking about what's possibly going to happen with the PGA players, with the Euro Tour players, all the stuff like that. We're going to talk about, um, you know, what's potentially going to happen. There's There's been a, a number thrown out at like 20 million bucks. Um, and I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Um, if you don't follow uh, No Laying Up on Twitter or on YouTube or, or podcast even, uh, No Laying Up, they do a real good job of talking to people banging off ideas. They talk to a lot of uh, golf pros and people in the business. And uh, the, the main guy, Solomon, Solly, they call him, he interviewed Joel Damon about a week ago and asked him, you know, would he join the, the, the Saudi tour, or play on the Saudi tour um, if he was approached. And, and he's a marginal player. I mean, he's a top 125 guy, but he's not the household name that, the Justin Thomas or the Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm. He's not one of those guys. He doesn't make, uh, you know, exponential amount of money. He makes good, but nothing like those guys where they're in the, uh, the the eight figures a year possibly with their wins. And then you throw in, uh, you know, advertising dollars, you know, endorsements and stuff like that. They're, they're probably way up there in, in the middle, middle eight figures. But anyway, he talked about, you know, he's 36, 37 years old and his his uh his his potential earnings, you know, aren't going to be that much, you know, great going forward. He's at the back end of his career, you know, and if, you know, some of these guys up in the top 20 decline, it may open the door for him and and for him it's worth going and playing uh in the quote-unquote blood tour. Uh, because it'll set his family up. And I can see that perspective. You know, uh, Jason Kokrak, who's made over $20 million, who's won some tournaments here of late, you know, said that he would to set his family. He's made, like I say, he's made over $20 million on the tour. But, I mean, another $20 million to play golf, you know, what these guys is out here to do, I know a lot of them, you know, want to win Masters or U.S. Open or British Open or Ryder Cups. But at the end of the day, they also want to make a lot of money. And Kokrak said, you know, he's willing to, to do whatever it takes to set his family up. And if another $20 million is the number, then he's he's definitely would consider playing. I think most guys would. I feel like some of the younger guys, the, the Morikawas, maybe the Max Homa, the California, let's say, more liberal players that would lean towards maybe human rights as a – uh, stopping point for them playing in Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, the, the human rights um, activism may keep them from going over there. 
another thing that may keep Morikawa over there is he's won two majors already and he's uh he's rich as hell with a lot of earning potential to go. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see what the young guys will do. The the, the Taylor Gooches and the Corey Connors, maybe the Sam Burns. Um, and and another another good point that was brought up by Sally is if you choose to play over there, you're essentially wiping out almost a month of of golf playing over here. Because, you know, you got to travel, then you practice, then you play, and then you travel back. So, you know, essentially three weeks are gone. And I don't know how they'll, you know, date these tournaments, how they'll fit them in. I mean, you're on, you may only be missing, you know, a, a tournament you weren't going to play anyway. I don't think they would definitely wouldn't uh, uh, clash the uh, dates with the Masters or the Open or the U.S. Open or, or anything like that. The Players' Championship. But it's interesting that, you know, these guys do play 20, 30 times a year, some of them. And uh, it's interesting to see who would choose to take the money. Uh, will you be able to do both? Will you be able to split the schedule? Like a lot of guys right now are playing the Euro Tour. Like Colin Morikawa is over there right now playing, you know, in the Euro Tour in Dubai versus, you know, playing in the Farmers Tournament this weekend and you know in toy pines so it's gonna be an interesting there's a it's obvious there's a lot of money out there there's a lot of pieces of the pie you know there's you know the regular pga tour the uh the rolex series i guess it is or race to dubai uh series and the on the europe side and a lot of these guys are getting as much as they can on both sides of that playing the big money tournaments and it'll be interesting going forward uh, who's going to go where? Uh, will a guy like John Rahm, who's got plenty of money, uh, you know, sacrifice some bad publicity to shoot for $20 million? Or will he decline because he feels like, you know, he's rich enough, plus he doesn't want to step into that uh, microscope of being one of the guys who chose to play? Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing more details, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see the mer first commitment that says they're going to play. I think a lot of the, 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 the more experienced guys won't that are already established, like a DJ who's rich, uh, maybe a JT who's got plenty of money, maybe a Jordan Spieth. But I'm curious to guys like like Taylor Gooch, you know, guys who are, are you know, haven't quite made it yet. They've made some money, but they haven't made that crazy uh, uh, money yet. A uh, Sam Burns. You know, I'm interested to see what those guys do. And then maybe some of the older guys, you know, the Charles Howell, the thirds, or guys that are on the back end of their career, uh, would they take a chunk of money to go play to finish out their career like a 401k grab? Interesting conversation. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to keep my ear on it and uh, uh, see what happens and how it progresses money-wise and uh, participation-wise. Um, that leads us into this weekend's tournament. The Farmers at Torrey Pines, a place that John Rahm loves. He is the odds-on favorite at 7.5 to 1. Um, I feel like I'm just going to throw out a couple picks every week. Um, no rhyme or reason, really. You can pick a lot of these guys. Bryson's playing, DJ's playing, Justin Thomas is playing, Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepka. A lot of the heavy hitters are in this thing. A lot of the guys who are who have won uh, major tournaments are in this thing. I feel like John Rahm 
is the best player in the world. And when he's putting, uh, he's hitting everything else. Uh, generally, it's usually the putting. When he's uh, expert level at putting, it's hard to beat that guy. Cam Smith beat him a couple weeks ago head-to-head and uh, held him off. But that's a rare feat. And usually he puts so much pressure on you with his good shots. I feel like uh, John Rahm at 7.5-1 to one is worth a bet. Um, more down the field. I'm going to fade a lot of these guys. I don't know what Bryson's got going on. DJ hasn't been that great. Neither has Jordan. Um, but a guy who has been pretty solid in the back half of last season and coming into this year is Sam Burns. Um, he's 25 to one. I love that guy. I feel like now that he's won tournaments, he'll go forward. He'll be a top 10 player this year. Um, I just really feel like Sam Burns is going to take the next step and he's going to be uh, a top 10 player for the next decade. So Sam Burns at 25 to one. And then another guy who had a good weekend last weekend. And he's a young, young hitter. Pretty much showed his showed uh, out at the Masters last year. Put his name up there on the leaderboard. Uh, came up a little short. But he had a great weekend last weekend. And that's Will Zalatoris. Uh, you know, he's a, got a new driver. He's hitting it straight. He's not getting wayward off the tee. Got great irons. Uh, I think he led the field last week from, you know, fairway to green, uh, strokes gained from the fairway. So if he's hitting it straight, uh, he finished uh, tied for seventh here last year. I think he has a shot to contend. It's going to be a fun tournament, and it ends on Saturday. So you ain't got nothing going on. Uh, you know, Wednesday golf is great for me. Wednesday and Thursday, I love it because there's not much else going on. But we also get uh, a, a moving day on Friday and then a final on Saturday leading up to the uh, NFL playoffs, uh, the uh, conference championships on Sunday. So great weekend. Uh, looking forward to some good golf. Put your money down on Rom, Burns, and Zalatoris. Meet me at the pay window. And what many are calling the best playoff game in NFL history took place this weekend. Uh, the Bills and the Chiefs. It looked like the Chiefs had, had locked it up, went up by two scores, and Josh Allen, Gabriel Davis, bring them on back, end up taking the lead, and then the Chiefs end up taking the lead back. And then with 13 seconds to go, the Bills take the lead back. And then the Chiefs, 13 seconds. Tyreek Hill and then Travis Kelsey, a little previous defense. Let Harrison Buckner tie the game up. Coin flip. Says tails, it's heads. Chiefs win uh, the coin flip. And a few plays later, Travis Kelsey wins the game with a reception in the, in, in the corner of the end zone. Everybody gets up in arms and says, no way. No way the Bills should lose that game um, without touching the football. And I tend to agree. Um, I don't really care what happens in, like, you know, October. Nobody cares that the Lions and the Steelers tied. Um, you know, middle of the season. The Steelers still made the playoffs. Uh, a tie is better than a loss. Uh, the Lions, they were terrible anyway, so it didn't matter one way or the other. A loss was like a win. I mean, a tie was like a win for them. So I think what you got to do here, man, is like, I get it. You don't want to do like college and play like 92 overtimes. And I don't know that you want to start at 25 because 
two two really good offenses might still score a hundred times. I believe you uh you flip the coin and you play fifteen minutes. And at the end of fifteen minutes, um, you know, you have a winner, hopefully. Uh this isn't um, you know, a, a game in October that may or may not matter. This matters. This this is for the the to play the next game for the Super Bowl. It's a big deal. And I think it should be more than just who wins the coin toss. Yeah, the Bills could have made a defensive stop. Oh, well. Yeah, they could have. But, I mean, it didn't happen. Everybody in the NFL could have made a defensive stop. You know, had the Buccaneers made a defensive stop on, on Cooper Cup running down the middle of the field, maybe they end the, in the game next week. If, you know, the 49ers don't block a punt and return it for a touchdown, maybe the Packers are in this uh, uh, game next week. There's a lot of ifs and ands and what's and buts. But, I mean, honestly, play that 15 minutes. Whoever wins at the end of 15 minutes goes. If it's still tied, then you might do a sudden death. You give everybody a chance and then maybe have to go sudden death. At some point, it's got to end. I mean, you can't have guys playing, you know, like that old school Arkansas Ole Miss game where they play like seven overtimes. You can't have that happen. And uh, But you got to give. You, I feel like you got to at least give them a shot to rebuttal. You know, and then if, if if the Chiefs get the ball back again and go down and score, okay. You know, do something where it's somewhat fair more than to a coin toss. And, I, you know, a coin toss is kind of fair. It's 50-50. But still, man, it, with, with all this on the line, not some random game in October, I think you got to uh, make sure both teams touch the football. So going forward, I'm sure they'll, they'll discuss it. Teams will talk about it. I know they worry about the, the attrition in the regular season of playing that extra 15 or 20, 30 minutes, whatever. I don't think it's that big of a deal at the end of the season because, you know, I'm sure these guys would play the best of seven uh, with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So hopefully the NFL, you know, changes up them rules and at least gives both teams the ball at least once and we won't have this controversy going forward. Last but not least bathroom stops on the road you know when you're growing up you tell your parents you gotta pee you gotta pee and they pull over and if you're a boy sometimes you peed on the side of the road and sometimes you peed at the gas station or whatever it was but generally as a young man i could hold uh you know hold off nature's call for hours at a time but as you get older most of you know uh the, the time frame is a lot less and when you're on road trips, when you're on, you know, that long stretch of I-20 uh, where there's not much before you get to Aiken or 95, that's just a long way of nothing uh, heading down maybe to the coast or even 77 once you get it out of like Ridgeway. There's a lot of stretches, man, where you need a bathroom. And, uh, you know, we take that for granted, I think. You know, sometimes you trade everything for a five-gallon bucket and a handful of napkins from the gas station or from the restaurant that you threw away, uh, you know, not thinking you'd ever need them. I've been in that situation before. So I'm going to tell you the top three spots. If you find yourself where you need to use the bathroom with the quickness, and number one for me is always QT. And, and I know everybody doesn't have a QT. Um, they're mainly, I think, in the upstate of South Carolina and around North Carolina. But it, a hundred out of a hundred times, QT is always clean. Uh, they're always nice, neat, always have toilet paper, soap, water, whatever you want. Most truck stops are. 
I have to say that other than the uh, uh, terrible toilet paper that they have, which is better than nothing, obviously, the uh, Loves over here in Elgin is always clean and ready to go. Always got all their stalls ready for a stampede of truckers to come in there and blow mud all over the place. Uh, the toilet paper is, is, is less than desirable, but it does serve the purpose. But uh, So a QT is top of my list, but anything like a Loves or a Flying J or a Pilot, Usually them service, uh, you know, serve the purpose, and uh, you know you can also get generally a sub or a Dairy Queen or something like that while you're in there. You can fill your stomach back up once you relieve yourself. So number one on the list, all the time, truck stops. Another spot that's overlooked, I feel like, is the pharmacy. The only caveat to this is some of these pharmacies have a code on their door. And it's tougher to get in there. So be careful on that. Some of these Walgreens, you got to have a four-digit code. Some of them are just, you walk in, you can walk on through. But sometimes, so if you really got to go, you better know that that Walgreens ain't got a, a keypad on there where you got to get a code. But I'm going to tell you, they use good toilet paper. Most Walgreens are 10 to 10 on, on that as well. Um, I'm a big fan of the Walgreens. I'm not a big fan of CVS or Rite Aid. Uh, Walgreens has always done me right. And usually, if there's a CVS, there's a Walgreens across the street. They're generally 24 hours. Nobody's going to mess with you. There's usually a lady up front and one person stocking. So you can go in, do your business, come by, buy you a piece of juicy fruit or something on the way out just for convenience, saying thank you for letting me use your bathroom and get on down the road. So number two for me is uh, the drug chain, but particularly Walgreens. Number three... And this is also one of them deals where the back door may be locked after midnight. It's hotels. If you're traveling around and you really got to go and you just can't hold it no more, you can whip into a hotel, go in that back entrance, and usually there's a sign pointing to where the bathrooms are. They usually keep them. It's usually only a one-seater, so you better hope it's not occupied. But if you can roll in real quick, get your business done, and slide back out that door, nobody's going to bother you. You know, five or six years ago, somebody might run you off for not being a, a customer. But these days, man, there's some kid who's watching TikTok videos or, or listening to a Spotify. They don't care if you go in there and use the bathroom or not. So hotels are uh, always a possibility. Um, stay away from quick marts or any of these independent bathrooms. Usually they got their own bathroom that's nice. Yours, I, I've been to some where the tank wasn't even connected to the wall. You about fall off the toilet. It's got algae growing in there. The floor is wet. You drop your pants, your pants get wet, all that kind of thing. Stay away from the independence uh, like that. And then now with COVID, man, it's a 50-50 chance you'd be able to get into a restaurant. A lot of these places are drive-through only. You know, if you got you got a Hail Mary and you got to pick one spot to stop, I'd go with the QT, truck stop type, the Walgreens, or the hotel bathroom. Just here to help. Appreciate y'all listening. Tomorrow, Wednesdays are going to be from wrestling. Uh, we're going to do wrestling on Wednesdays. Tea time, Tuesdays, wrestling Wednesdays. Every day is going to have a theme. Keep listening. This Sunday, me and Curtis are going to get back on the mic. Hopefully no snow, ice, and uh, no power outages. So we're going to get back, y'all, uh, on Sunday with a full rundown uh, of the week's events. But tomorrow will be wrestling Wednesday. Appreciate y'all listening. See y'all tomorrow.